Hello and welcome everyone to Season 4, Episode 5, Treehouse of Horror 3. Throwing it over to Nick. Ooh, I'm not doing the impression though. I got out of this one. Mr. Warren Arnold, please take over. Hey, boyo, what are you laughing at? Oh, no, no, I'm quite lowbrow. Hey, boyo, I like that. That was a, a very nice job there. <laughs> by Mr. Warren Arnold joining us as our special guest for Treehouse of Horror 3. And uh, Warren, your yes. voice uh, sounds very, very familiar, probably to a <laughs> lot of people like, I know I've heard this guy. I know I've heard him. Yeah. Have I heard him before? Because during the, especially during the pandemic, um, a lot of people, Shane, you and I did as part of work. We, oh, we absolutely. Yeah. A bunch of different times. Uh, we played jackbox games because they were fun and they made you kind of feel like you were with your friends playing games even though you couldn't you know be in person doing it you were still able to have a lot of fun virtually and a big part of those jackbox games mr warren so thank oh. you very much for uh for joining us for this one it's gonna oh, be a lot thank of you for having me yeah and it's always good to hear you know how how much we were able to uh bring joy to people during such a dark dark time <laughs> it seriously like I, I i must have played it with four different friend groups uh, various packs um, through, you know, through, through Zoom, through Playstations, uh, through everything, and uh, had a heck of a lot of fun with them. And um, I'm, I have a, a, a rule for Jackbox, and I think, let, let me see if, if you agree with this one, Shane, <laughs> I want to see if you agree with this too. All and right. my like, when it comes to, when it comes to real estate, the rule is always location, location, location. Now, when it comes to Jackbox, my number one rule, which is also two and three, Know your audience, know your audience, know your audience, because especially if you're playing a game like uh, like Quiplash or something like that, sure. you got to know who who's in the room with you and, and what much. their sense of humor is. Right. Did I yep. did I hit the nail on the head with that one? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like it's I don't know. Sometimes people can like just think they're a master at Quiplash and then they'll change settings and it's just they like get quickly humbled. It's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Next yeah. thing you know, you're in dead last and feeling like you're not very funny at all. You should probably just. Uh, you know, turn it off and, and go home. So many people played Jackbox last Christmas um, that the servers went down. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, that's has happened as we've grown. If like every couple of years we like add more servers and things like that. It's like, wow, we're just getting a lot of response. It's been <laughs> it's been great. We started out pretty small and yeah, have, have gradually grown over the years. So, so with uh, with writing and directing for yeah. Jackbox, as you do, can you tell us a little bit more about that and kind of um, you know, your own sense of humor and kind of how everything comes together for, for various games. Yeah. Uh, I started out, um, I guess it's been a little, been about 11 years now since we did, you know, Jack for Facebook. Um, and you know, Jack for those, I don't know if people have played as, uh, that recently, but it's the, the writing is very intensive because we're trying to take like a typical trivia question and twist it up with something pop culture-y. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're trying to combine two things. We have to find those overlaps. Uh, as opposed to like something with, and then we moved into like Fibbage and Quiplash and those games, which can be a little more on the nose where it's just like with Fibbage, I found this great uh, fact. I'm just going to remove the, the best word I can to make it playable. And then with Quiplash, it's, you know, it's, how can I set you up for success is, uh, I, I feel like I've talked about this before when, and with other people, especially new writers. My, my mentality on Quiplash is if I can, set up a premise that already kind of has you chuckling because you're ready to write like five different things. And that's a really good quiplash prompt. 
so it's like hopefully you as a player are like oh yes no i've got one for this but it's completely different than what someone else has so what a exactly. cool project to work on yeah oh, yeah it's 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 fun quiplash is is one of my favorites i directed quiplash three and then wrote a ton on the original quiplash and the other iterations too and i think we did a quiplash excel in between those so yeah now when you're writing or coming up with ideas do you ever, whether it was at the beginning or even up until now, do you ever find yourself being maybe consciously aware at all of, of being influenced by The Simpsons or anything like that? Has it ever popped into your mind? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's one of those things like um, the thing I've always liked about The Simpsons, I've, I've um, as we were talking uh, earlier, it's like I'm, I'm older, I'm 47. So it's like I was a teenager when it came on. And The Simpsons to me, always just like worked at a higher level. So it was like, they didn't like disrespect you with like, don't get me wrong. They did really dumb jokes, but, but like <laughs> yeah. they were always kind of talking at a, at a certain comedic level. And I feel like that's kind of where I, like how they influenced me uh, at a base level there. It's like, yeah, it's like you could make a very easy joke here, um, but let's take it up a notch. Let's respect who's playing. Like people can handle, you know, some pretty high level humor if we let them. So, um, I, I'd say that's kind of where Simpsons especially got into my brain at an early age for this stuff. So, right. So keeping it, uh, keeping it high brow, despite your impression of the wise guy with low brow, <laughs> nicely done. Nice. Yeah, yeah. nice uh, that's, that's the voice channel. I knew I could do. So yeah, there it is. Nicely done. Nicely done. Um, so, you know, you said you were your teen kind of in the, the heart of the golden age of the, of the Simpsons, which we're you know going to do with Treehouse three here. Um, what was it? For you, we ask this for every guest, what kind of was it that drew you in? Was it that kind of highbrow humor? Was it the pop culture references, misdirections? What kind of uh, sucked you into being a Simpsons fan? It definitely was like, I, I think the one thing I like with the pop culture references, that I think that's the first thing that kind of gets you because uh, the one thing about references is they make you feel like, oh, hey, uh, that you're talking to me right now. I, I know that thing you're talking about. And it makes you feel smart or it makes you feel like, oh, this is this is coming for me right now. Uh, I, I'm a very big fan of like Mystery Science Theater 3000 as well. And it's kind of a similar thing. Like the, sometimes there's a very throwaway, small throwaway joke. And it's like, but it, that lands for a certain percentage of people. And same thing with The Simpsons. Like sometimes, I, like speaking of Trios of Horror, um, in the 80s when I was a kid, like Twilight Zone was just on all the time. There was just something about, suddenly this show doing like twilight zone parodies and stuff like that that made me feel like yeah i remember this episode it's so maybe it's not like something that's so highbrow intellectual but when you're like 13 or 14 it's like oh man what is this this is great you know totally yeah there are it's always cool to see something that you recognize and it's you're right it almost is kind of like a a connection based moment when there's mm -hmm. a reference thrown in there that you kind of get and even the throwaway things like the little things Shane, how many times when we were rating at the end of our, our, our watch through, how many times that we go through and when we're rating our favorite gag or joke or whatever it is, it happens to be a one-off, uh, like a real quick uh, one-off that maybe we, uh, we didn't remember from this episode or, or you know, we kind of did, but we, we didn't really realize how funny it was at the time. That's happened a ton, hasn't it? Yeah, especially as we get later into the seasons, uh, the gags are kind of lined up in succession so it's harder to remember them all for that you know the first two seasons it was like okay gag you know uh a couple minutes pass another gag something like that but uh in season three and four i feel like it was like you know 
you're just getting blasted with gags. So when, <laughs> yeah. when we when we rewatch, it's like, oh yeah, this I forgot about that. Uh, this was actually my favorite. Yeah, it's great. Uh, we're really getting into the nitty gritty of like the best Simpsons episodes, though, right now. It's gag Indeed. after gag. Yeah, we are. We're hitting the golden age. The pacing is um, possibly at the best it's ever going to be right around this time. And in Treehouse, we get three really strong trios. Three I'm talking about right now. We get three really strong acts. And I have to like we, we did a poll when we did trios. It was trios two, I think. Right, Shane, we did a poll on our our Twitter page, uh, yep. Simpsons underscore EBE, asking asking you all what you thought about uh, the, the Treehouse. Which one was the best? And I believe six was the best. Oh, but for yeah. for for the for us three right here right now. Is is three our personal favorite? Like I know Warren, you said you it really high on this one. Yeah, it's it's one of those shows too. It's it's also nostalgic because like that's one of the first like I had watched the season three of The Simpsons, and there's something about this episode just really like I love King Kong to begin with, so it just really like was beamed right into my brain. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there's again, there's another nostalgia type thing right there, right? And very much, yeah, uh, very much so. Shane, is this your all time favorite? Yeah, this, I would say this is probably my favorite out of them. Yeah. Uh, because you love, you are a huge Treehouse of Horror guy. We bring it up every single time. How oh, much you shoot. Yeah. It. Watch it every yeah. year. I watch them all every year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, I have a marathon every single year right around October. So Do you have a favorite gag from any of the Halloween episodes that just immediately comes to mind? Or Oh, man. <laughs> I have to put you on the spot. There's a lot. Um, there are, there are. Yeah. shot Ned Flanders like zombie Flanders is one of those ones it's yeah. just one of those ones like how can anyone see that scene for the first time and not laugh you know <laughs> very true uh, mm-hmm. beautiful and this episode also I won't give it away yet but it'll, it'll happen uh, it is in king sized Homer one of my all time favorite um, misdirections we have a couple of them oh I already and, know uh, what that is yeah yeah you, you probably do um we in our even in our last episode with Lisa the Beauty Queen because I'm I'm a huge Misdirection fan. I absolutely love it. The the double down on the 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 baby goat drinking from the bottle. <laughs> oh know, so, yes, uh, yeah. Man, yeah. that that one gets me every time. Uh, this one is also quite good. Uh, there's one off the top of my head that I was thinking about just the other day before we recorded this, and I was going to say that's my all time favorite Misdirection, but now I can't remember what it is so clearly it might not it'll be. come back <laughs> it'll come back so out of 10 talking about our, our our love for trios three here right off the bat is this one uh, a perfect 10 based on your nostalgia and your 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 pre pre-rating um here is it is it a perfect 10 for you warren i would call it a perfect 10 yeah this is my must watch you know pretty regularly episode so it's up there. Shane, does it get perfect 10 for you? It's is this a perfect your perfect 10? This my yeah, it this is. is 10 out of 10. This is a that 10 out of 10 episode. That is your very first uh perfect 10. Um this will also be my this will be my second 10 out of 10. I said uh, Homer at the bat for me. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. was definitely a 10 out of 10. Um so many great gags in this one and it's very rare that you get three a treehouse with three really, really good acts where you could even maybe think about expanding these on their own and they could even possibly work as a full episode. Very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I have to say this one has, has got to be a 10. So 
are but we we're, wrong? Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe this. We're, 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 we're very smart. Like history judges yeah. is what I say. So, so exactly. So here we go. Let's dive into it right now. We've all we got three perfect tens. Let's see if it lives up to the hype with Treehouse of Horror three. All right, here we go, Mr. Alfred Hitchcock, Homer here, and there was supposed to be a subtle joke right at the beginning of this, where it, like his, you can see his stomach's like a little bit bigger than Hitchcock's, and that was. <laughs> Kind of very, uh, very subtle there. Now, I guess when you watch the Treehouse for the first time, like one of the the earlier ones, Warren, if you were in your your, your teens, kind of this time, then, then the, these warnings, like the the fake warnings from Marge or Homer or something like that, they wouldn't have you would have actually been scared by them, right? Like you got that it was they were being sarcastic about it. Very much, yeah. And having grown up in the time, and like we were talking uh, off the podcast, Michael, I grew up in the rural south, like kind of in the Bible Belt. And this was very much kind of a poke at a lot of people who had a lot of outrage about The Simpsons, who just kind of thought they were like leading everyone into moral decay. So Was, it, was that actually like really common around that time where, where you were growing up? Did people actually kind of feel like oh, that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, like the town I grew up in only had like uh, 3,500 people. And so, yeah, that's this. The Simpsons were just a bad influence. Was the general consensus? So, yeah. It's, when, it's whenever you have controversy, it just gets more eyes on it. Yeah, seriously, very yeah, much. it really does. The great, this one came uh, out October 29th, uh, 1992. It's very close to Halloween, but only two have actually aired on Halloween. Before but, we get uh, super I, into it, Warren, we no one asks you this. What is your favorite Jackbox game? Oh, uh, it'd be Quiplash. Uh, I, okay, sweet. I direct, I'll direct it three, so I'll say three. How about that? <laughs> Mine would... I, I do love that, too. Mine probably would be uh, Horror Trivia. Oh, yeah, yeah. TMP, yeah. That's uh... <laughs> just a great Nelson <laughs> I actually did a New York Times crossword puzzle in the last like four or five years that asked like the <laughs> for uh, Calliope is like the answer and it just like really cracked me up so I was like yeah this episode paid off <laughs> there are weird things that you learn over time like it could be philosophical things religious things a whole bunch of different things oh very much yeah that will randomly pay off I remember my mom asking me how the heck did you know that? And it was, uh, it was Robert Frost. That's what it was. Remember when he's signing the, the, the Krusty books and yeah. there's a question on Jeopardy about poets. Just, how the hell did you know that? <laughs> Simpsons. Adolf. It's also this episode just does a lot of camera stuff like this. It's like... That's one thing I used to love about the old episodes, the animation. Like, they just took a lot of risk, you know. They did. Even that close-up of Lisa with the, mm. the eyes going different direction is pretty creepy. Thanks, Grandpa. Perfect. Yeah, it's a great grandpa line. Don't, I mean, don't worry, son. I forgot to get your present. But I swear on my father's grave, <laughs> I will get you one now. I don't know how, like, I know this is like the guy's kind of a parody of the, the gremlins guy, but yeah. how do they come up with this? Especially the Frogger <laughs> trance. How? Oh, I'm already laughing. <laughs> this whole interaction is just great. It's just... <laughs> Beware, it carries a terrible curse. Ooh, that's bad. 
but it comes with a free Froga. That's good. <laughs> Froga is also cursed. That's bad. But you get your choice of topping. That's good. It's good. The topping <laughs> potassium benzoate. Uh, that's the type of Homer uh, I like. It's it just so <laughs> simple. It's like, that's good. No, that's bad. <laughs> I love how Millhouse just gets decked. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I forget about that part every time. It's so good. I'm Krusty the Clown, and I love you very much. Uh, have you seen the Twilight Zone? This is parroting with uh, Telly Savalas. I, I have heard of it, but I have not actually watched it. It, it tracks pretty close. It, it's a really good episode, too. Uh, but. Watching this, if you watch that one, watching this, it's hard to watch those episodes now and not just be laughing the whole time. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people accuse people for stealing from The Simpsons, but Simpsons stole a lot from other shows. Oh, they yeah, parody yeah, everything. Very much. I'm Krusty the Clown, and I don't like you. <laughs> I'm Krusty the Clown, and I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Didn't even pull the string that time. I said I'm going to kill you. You, Homer Simpson. Oh, yeah? With what? <laughs> Homer, what's wrong? <laughs> that doll tried to kill me. I'd say that the pressure's finally gotten to Dad, but what pressure? Now, is that part of the, like, the Twilight Zone episode? Like, is the, is the main person in the episode under a bunch of pressure? Or is that just a random line? I think it's just a random line, if I remember right. It's been a couple years since I've seen that one, but yeah. But yeah, a the doll. close ups early. And kind of like you had mentioned about season four, just kind of having a very quick pace. There's a lot of these scenes that are just like, we just want to like do a quick thing of Homer showing his butt. That's, yeah. We're just going to do this joke. That's <laughs> <laughs> Smelly socks. Can I get the logic of a treehouse of four? There's just a bottomless pit. Bottomless pit. You're <laughs> telling they stuck a sign by. Uh... So, if this indeed does end up as a perfect ten, this will be two episodes uh, from me that get perfect tens that have. Um, bottomless pit things that don't lead anywhere. Ah, we have this, oh, yeah, and then that's true. The mystery spot. <laughs> There's the Cape Fear reference. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the best resolutions of a. The toaster's <laughs> been laughing at me. I love that line. <laughs> Even the dog water is great because dog water is pretty gross. My hounds, oh, they got a lot of crud in their jowls. A lot of crud in there. <laughs> Old music, gang. Great always good. Always good. <laughs> yep, is your problem. Oh, and there's the voice I did. Yeah, I forgot. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The wise guy voice. <laughs> Just a great ending. It's like, how do we end this? Nice. Doll set the evil. <laughs> Here you go, buddy. Did you walk the dog? Yeah, he carried me a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, dogs like to bury old junk. Yeah, you stupid idiot. <laughs> oh, what a day. Homer made me give him 
I wonder if it was a conscious thing for them. They're like, you know what? Let's just give every episode, no matter how uh, it should end, let's make it all happy endings. Yeah. Oh yeah. Kiss fade to black is a classic Simpsons trope. And that's from an old show called like Love American Style, which was like in reruns in the eighties. It's like a little vignettes that of like romance and stuff like that that used to play on ABC or something like that. So. Remember, he went golfing all the time and it really bugged her. Grandpa, why don't you tell us a story? You've led an interesting life. That's a lie, and you know it. <laughs> it is a lie, yeah. He was just watching a cranberry silo for years. Grandpa's right. So, Al Jean was actually scared about doing this um, in black and white because he thought people would think that there'd be something wrong with their TV. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's like oh, that's. I guess that's kind of fair because they'd never really done anything like this before, right? Unless it was in a flashback or a dream. Yeah, I could I could see that being a legitimate concern. Yeah, that's... <laughs> must like monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> this just, oh, that's great nonsense, gag. Nice little Smithers nod there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen the original King Kong? Do you like it? Oh, yeah. It's great. Yeah. I'm a fan of King Kong in general. I like the new ones, too. Yeah. And there's the misdirection. Oh, man, I love that line so much. That blew that was, my mind when I was a kid. Yeah, that's such mind. a great joke. By the Am I going to? Of course, we wouldn't think of going uh, I used to host a trivia night here in Chicago, uh, all around the Simpsons, and that was one of the questions we asked one time: What are the What are the two options of uh, of What are they going to find when they go looking for King Homer? I forgot how we phrased it, but it was either an ape or Ooh, yeah, a nice. Trap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just remember it's not called horror trivia; it's murder trivia. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, trivia murder party. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun one. Shane, you introduced me to that one actually. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's intense. Especially if you get like at least four, four plus people. Yeah, yeah, it gets very competitive. Yeah. <laughs> There's a joke coming up that gets edited a lot on television here in the states. That uh, was when I was like 16 when this played. Um, I just thought it was like the best. This is a golden opportunity. I'm trying to think of what it is. Uh, it's, it's, I'll, I'll point it out here in just a second. Yeah. We'll sell monkeys to the <laughs> monkeys stew to the army. <laughs> uh, it's when uh, Lenny gets captured here. It's like it's such a great joke. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, but it, it's always edited. Hey, Homer, cut it out! Come on, quit eating me. Shot, <laughs> it just always made me laugh. He's got a giant <laughs> ape to shoot at. He manages to shoot him. <laughs> Again, this episode has something for everybody. So. It really does. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Work, Smithers. 
When we get back, I am giving you a raise. Who oh, will? <laughs> the chubbiest kick line in town. It's a shame they didn't call it the ape wonder. Oh, there you go. Yeah. What kind of show you got for us, Mr. Burns? Well, the ape's going to stand around for three hours or so. I love that joke. Ethnic comedy. But I love the joke of him standing around because literally, like, if you had King Kong, what is he going to do? You have to keep him chained up. So you just, you'd literally be paying to stare at a giant ape for however long he's going to stand on a giant platform for. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you can definitely tell Schwarzwelder had a major influence, John Schwarzwelder, on this episode because a lot of these lines, a lot of this humor is right up his alley. He loves the random mix with the misdirection. Yeah, very much. <laughs> it stops and scratches butt. I don't know. <laughs> When uh, so Warren, when you were hosting Simpsons trivia there in Chicago, yeah, do you remember one question that pretty much stumped everybody, or was there was there one person or group that just got everything? Uh, so when I first started doing this, because it had been going for a couple of years, Neil Arsenti is the person who ran it, and then he took a break for a bit. Um, and when I first came in, it was like insane. This hat with the level people would remember this stuff. Um, and the question, the group I joined with some friends of uh, friends of mine had already like been part of it, and they're like just testing, like here's how hard it is. And I'm trying to remember the names now, but it's when um, Bart is doing letters with uh, Luann, and he asks them like, "Who are?" Oh, oh yeah. yeah, oh they're. And, he and she just goes, "Oh, they're just friends yeah. of ours." Yeah. And yes. that was the question, like, "Who are these people?" And if it triggered your brain cells, you were great. <laughs> If not, I was like, what? And it took me a second. It's like, oh, that's right. That's that scene. And I, so that's the questions they would ask in the, in the fifth round, which is the final round, were just crushers. And oh, yeah. Just be like, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue, but I just can't like get it. Yeah. But that's the hardest one I think I remember. So, yeah. <laughs> that, that misdirection to Homer only, that also blew my right, mind. Right. I knew that was going to be your, yeah. yeah, that's the yeah. moment. He's only gone up like one floor. That combined with Candy Apple Island, unbelievable. It's great, yeah. Um, probably my favorite newspaper gag here with Dick Cavett. <laughs> what? Yeah, what's happening to Dick Cavett? <laughs> it's like they have an adult picture of him. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, rare appearance of Marge's dad there, too. Oh, that's true, I yeah. I think it's the last time you see him for a very, very long time. Yeah, probably to like, you know, season 19 or something like that, yeah. Oh, I guess. Oh no! Wait, is the flight flying. attendant, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I yes, that yes, one, yes. Yeah. I guess Act Two really isn't a hat. Well, Marge just doesn't care, but like her father gets eaten, and she. Oh yeah, that's all right. Oh Homer, yeah. Hey, fellow Halloweenies! Did I scarily dare you? Uh, but yeah, you should check out uh, at Daily Simpsons on Twitter. That's Neil Arsenti, who's uh, back to hosting 
the Chicago trivia nights and stuff like that. So Absolutely, we will. He's got a great Twitter account. Like, gets a lot of comments from like past writers and stuff like that, like giving their insights on things. So, there you go, everyone. If you have, if you aren't following Daily Simpsons, get on it. <laughs> well, most of it. Yeah. <laughs> It's a great. I feel like this episode. What makes it good too is all the characters are right in line with themselves. Yeah, you know, it's like seriously, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they must have been reading a lot of Where's Waldo because it gets mentioned too in uh, Auto Show where he's asking if they have any of those Where's Waldo books. Yeah, I feel like that was a very ubiquitous thing for a little oh, bit in full, the early nineties, yeah. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, did never miss a chance to Jack take a joke. Yeah. <laughs> zombie bites you, you become a zombie. You must walk the earth, feeding on the brains of the living until the spell is broken. Bart, please, don't you remember that Snowball One died four years ago tonight, run over by the mayor's beer-swilling brother Clovis? <laughs> <laughs> I love the way she delivers that line. <laughs> Uh, here's a question. If you were doing trivia, would you consider Treehouse of Horror to be canon or not? Or do you think it's like, so if like, say something in the normal run of shows was asked, but you reference something in Treehouse of Horror, would you accept that answer? We ran into that all the time. We really had to think through our questions. So. Oh. Um, it was never an issue with the Toronto trivia, right, Nick? It was always just yeah. no holds bar. Every episode is Yeah, canon. I think it was just okay. every, every no holds barred. Yeah, anything goes type of thing. Which I, I, you know, you kind of have to take it that way, right? It's a show where, it, you know, nothing really stays the same episode per episode. So, yeah, that's kind of where we got to it. We, if we really wanted to look for something specific, we would just like reference it as best we could without right. giving it away. But yeah, I remember being a ringer for a group in the, at the Toronto Simpsons trivia a couple of years ago, and I think one of the most random things I know, and they, the question was, uh, what was the name of the movie that? Uh, Troy McClure uh, does instead of um, uh, the live-action McBain movie. Do you remember the the? Oh, that giant! <laughs> when he's when he's got the contraption, the it's the oh uh, my goodness, yeah, Lantrabulous contraption of Professor Professor Horatio Huff. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I also like this bit where he's like pseudokes, you old rascal. <laughs> Yeah, that that's the the ilk of a question we would ask like towards the end of trivia. Yes. It would be like, yeah, you need to get it right to get full credit. Yeah, it's... and oh, that that joke right there—that's a hundred percent sports ball. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent about the car. <laughs> also, that shot of the school is definitely B-roll from like two years ago, two seasons ago. If you were to tune in the episode right there, you'd think you're watching the other episode where they're eating the kids. Yeah. Um, I love this. I have this at work. Yeah. Gosh. That technical difficulties uh, thumbnail or whatever banner is just so iconic to me. Very much, yeah. Great sound on the tap on his head. I just love it. He's just like, oh, come on. I thought dabbling in the black arts would be good for a chuckle. How wrong I was. I should have never read that book. Wait, Bart. Maybe the library has another book that'll reverse the spell. It's our only hope. 
To the book depository. <laughs> Random shotgun, nice, yeah. Hey Simpson, I'm feeling a mic. <laughs> Mind if I chew your ear? <gasps> Dad, you killed the zombie Flanders. He was a zombie. There it is. <laughs> there it is. One of the greatest lines of all time. A joke so good, they did it again with the vampires the next season. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I wonder who um, specifically came up with that line, and like they must have realized immediately they had gold right there. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable. I also wonder, they must have, I mean, clearly made a conscious decision at some point, like, oh, we have to have King and Kodos, even though this is only the third one. Oh, yeah, yeah they had to. Yeah. Uh, they oh, had yeah. to figure out how to keep them in Trios of Horror. It's an ongoing gag. <laughs> I love the character, historical characters who appear in the school for some reason. <laughs> I know why. <laughs> Barney! <laughs> I'm not a zombie. <laughs> what is George Washington? Yeah. I mean, George Washington, okay. He was buried on this continent. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Albert Einstein was Everyone as well. lives in Springfield, evidently. Uh, yeah. Shakespeare. He swam across. Is this the end of zombies, Shakespeare? Oh, you know what? This is what I got wrong. Well, I got a lot of things wrong, but this is one of the things I got wrong at Simpsons Trivia. Which spell does what? What, what spell? What, what spell? What spell uh, does he actually say to undo the initial spell? Oh, to undo? Yes. Yeah, that was a... Uh, gosh, that was a doozy. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm John Smith. John Smith, 1882. My mistake. We use that exact... Um, inflection <laughs> around my house. Just by my mistake. <laughs> That's world peace right there. There it is. <laughs> well, I'm sure glad we didn't turn into mindless zombies. TV. <laughs> Man, fall down. Funny. And a nice little meta stab. <laughs> Still holds up after watching it like a hundred times. Yeah, very much. So aside from pausing to actually hear like like we did to make sure we were all listening um, when the zombie Flanders line was spoken, there was not a lot in terms of time, a couple of seconds here or there, where we weren't laughing or commenting on how good something was, be it a visual or... A, a joke, the overall story, whatever it happened to be. And Shane, I think you hit the nail right on the head right there saying it still holds up over time. This is one that I, I don't even have to think about. Like it's it, 100% we we came in with a 10 and for me, I end with a 10. It is it's just that good. It's all three stories are fantastic, all three packed with jokes, all three flowed well despite being crammed into a single act. Um, the endings, instead of going with, uh, uh, you know, something crazy, they went a different direction for once and went with the, the, the nice kind of ending, I guess, uh, for each one. And it was kind of cool to see, uh, so many funny moments that stick with you years and years and years later down the road that you immediately go back to this episode and remember. And then even some that I forget about, like Barney eating the arm and, and, uh, um, the, even the, the, like Warren, you talk about the Lenny and, uh, Carl there. 
uh, when Homer's eating Lenny. So, I had no uh, idea that that was not in syndication. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, so, so many good things. 100% this one remains a 10. This gets my uh, second 10. Now, Warren, you also coming in with a 10. Same thing? Yep. Uh, you know, can I go 11? I'll give it an 11 if I could. I'll, so. I'll, let, I'll, I'll let you turn it up to 11. You can pull a spinal <laughs> tap here. You can get the 11 and you can be our first uh, guest for anybody who's gone over the, the 10 mark well, here. Um, I hope I hope I didn't set a set a bad precedent then. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Next time we'll be doing like 17 and yeah. 19 and uh, no, but, uh, <laughs> you know, what is it about this episode that stands out for you that makes it above a 10 and a plus plus, if you will? Uh well, one thing, like openly I'll admit nostalgia, but kind of like we said before, like the pacing is just like, they're not here messing around. There's joke after joke after joke. So there's just so many little things to kind of keep your attention, keep the energy up. It's just, yeah. And there, it's, it, whether it's something very stupid and dumb, it's like, it all is welcome. It's whether it's Millhouse getting crushed behind a door or <laughs> Candy Apple Island. It's like, there's so many jokes. It's just, and they all hold up, so. Yeah, there really is uh, something for everybody. And Shane, you hold him with the perfect 10? Oh, yeah, this is a perfect 10 episode. Absolutely. Uh, like both of you have already kind of said, everything still holds up. Everything's paced really well. The episode, in my opinion, is perfect. You can't get any better than this. Yeah, and it's it, it's kind of neat when you think about it, too. We got a, a, a an episode of a, a TV show parody. We got a classic movie parody and mm-hmm. then kind of an original story, but it's still kind of like um, incorporating traditional zombie. I guess it's kind of like Night of the Living Dead or something like that, but it's, it's yeah, got the zombie makes. trope in there anyways, but they still kind of made it uh, their own. So really cool to see the way they manage that. One thing that is a little bit troublesome, though, for this episode is picking that best gag or best joke. I'm still thinking I'm going to I'm debating on a couple here. Um, Shane, you start us off here because you made me wait uh, or you made me go first on the last episode. That's uh, true. What do you got here? Yeah, for this? I deserve it. Uh, OK, so mine is going to be the so I was also conflicted. Um, I thought initially it was going to be zombie Flanders. And then I was honestly kind of really enjoying the zombie Shakespeare for whatever reason this time <laughs> around. I thought it was really funny. Um I'm going to go with the gremlin spoof, specifically the potassium benzate. And then like, can I leave? Uh, (laughs) That is going to be my gag of the episode. But I feel like if we were to watch this again next year, I'd pick a different one. You know, it's whatever mood you're kind of in. There's enough gags here that depending on your mood, things are going to hit. Seriously. Yeah, there are so many. You could just pick one per per arc. Like right now, you could do three, one per arc, and then come back, like you said, Shane, a year from now, and then pick a different three, depending on what your mood might be. Maybe you're watching it closer to Halloween. There's something Halloween-y that sticks with you. Warren, what do you got for this one? Uh, I'm gonna. I already said it. I'm gonna go Candy Apple Island. I think that's uh, just a great one. So it's it's a great misdirection. Um, yeah, but again, I could change that in six hours, but I think Candy Apple Island hit me again. <laughs> I am going to go myself as well with the the double misdirection there in King Size Homer. It's a tie for me between uh, Candy Apple. I, I still remember that uh, when I was a kid. I distinctly remember probably being, <laughs> I'm going to say, seven, eight years old and watching this episode for the first time in a syndication run. And, you know, you, you're listening to the episode and you're following along and you think as a kid that you're going to say, Oh, you know, there's all sorts of candy and all sorts of cool stuff yep. but to go with the apes, but they're not so big. 
<laughs> like I was like, that was that's brilliant. That's that's so funny. The, you just don't expect it. And the same thing happened too with Homer uh, falling off the building, uh, off the Empire oh, yeah. uh, State Building after only the one floor. Where it takes your mind up to okay, this is a King Kong parody again. He's got to be close to the top, right? That's why he's feeling flush. No, brilliant. It's Homer. He's out of shape. <laughs> he's going to go down after the first floor. Kills me. Oh, those are great. Love my misdirections almost as much as I love my random explosions. Uh, we'll see a few more later on in the season. So we had a lot of fun with this one. Uh, a triple perfection. Actually, I guess it's a triple perfection plus. Everyone puts plus at the end of everything now, so I guess we can call it that. Uh, but the only thing even more perfect than this episode is when Shane does plug time. Shane, take it away. Hello, everyone. Please follow us on Twitter at Simpsons underscore EBE. That's when you're going to interact with us with all those polls. That's how you get mentioned on the show. That's how you know when new episodes drop. So follow us on there. And, you know, a lot of you are listening to us on Spotify, some other platforms. But whatever platform you're listening to us on, please give us a follow and rate us if you can. Helps out the show. And uh, I don't know about you, Nick, but I don't actually own all the Jackbox games. So if you want to donate some money to the show, there's a link in our description called Buy Me a Coffee. Throw a couple bucks Nick and mine's way. I think I don't have Jack. I don't think I have Party Pack 9. I think. Oh, okay. How far are they yeah. up now? Is it is it double digits? Uh, we are working on 10 right now. So right, this, yeah. This I don't have fall. 9 yet. Yep. You'll get 10 this fall. There we go. So Shane will play. We'll play... All, all of you from across the world who listen to us, uh, all those randoms in, in Brussels, a lot of people in Belgium listening, a lot of people in Singapore still somehow. We still don't know why, but um, if you want to join in, we'll have a worldwide worldwide quiplash and see whose sense of humor across the globe can take home the, the trophy uh, as the king of humor. Even funnier than my all-time hero, Jeff Dunham. And my, my <laughs> 15, 20 years, he's been doing the same jokes and people still pay him money. I go. can't figure it out, but he's got to be doing something right. That's why he's my hero. Uh, so shout out to our boy, Jeff Dunham, but a real shout out to our, our friend here, Warren Arnold, for joining us uh, for this one. Um, for your love of the Simpsons, uh, I'm sure everyone in Chicago uh, who, 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 who saw you when you were hosting Simpsons Trivia in Chicago um, gives a big thumbs up and a huge thumbs up on behalf of everybody who's ever played uh, a single Jackbox game for the, the work that you guys have done, especially, uh, you know, kind of keeping us together and having a, a bit of a laugh and whatnot um, through, through the pandemic times. Uh, Warren, Ed, would you like to say anything? Can you, can you give us maybe a, a tiny bit of a hint of what's to come in Jackbox 10 of what we're, we might be looking at? Oh, uh, I don't think we've actually announced the, uh, this weekend, I believe is PAX East. Um, and I believe we'll be probably delivering some news then so yeah check out all of our socials uh at jackbox games on twitter i think play jackbox games on instagram but usually this is the time of year where you'll start finding out some nuggets of information i'm quickly racking my brain uh trying to think of like what can i say that my marketing department won't kill it's me? gonna be <laughs> awesome yeah i, I kind of yeah you could you could just say it's going to be pre-ordered really, really, now on steam it'll be, yes, yes. It'll i be will better. say Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead, like go ahead, go ahead. An international following. We also are now have just released a lot of Jackbox games in other languages. I'm like uh, French, Italian, German, uh, Castilian, Spanish, and Latin American. Spanish. Oh, sweet. So, so yeah, it's like check out the Jackbox Party Starter and the Jackbox Party Pack Nine. Uh, have those additional languages now. So awesome. So there we go. Yeah. Like the that actual worldwide uh, 
Jackbox could actually be a possibility in the in the yeah. very near future. That'd be a lot of fun. That's really cool to see the expansion of it because, um, you know, like Shane and I have said right from the beginning of this episode, we have been fans for a long time. It was it was Shane who introduced me to a, a number of the the different games and packs, and we have a heck of a lot of fun with it. Uh, I hope that uh, that keeps growing and growing and growing because it is a heck of a lot of fun. Thank you again, Warren, for uh, for joining us. You know what? And I am going to. Uh, usually it is it is I who gives Shane the the challenge to play us out for whatever music I'm thinking of for the end of uh, the episode, little jingle, whatever it happens to be. Could be anything in the world. What do you challenge Shane to do? What's what, what sort of piece of music or or any theme, whatever it happens to be? What do you want Shane to end this one with? Ooh, do you have anything that just really rocks? Just something really hardcore. All right. Oh, hard. You got it. (laughs) There we go. Nice. All right. Let's see what Shane comes up with. Thanks again, Warren, for joining us for this one. Uh, Wonderful, wonderful episode. Had a ton of fun. And we will catch you for Ippy and Chippy and uh, Ippy and Chippy the movie is our next episode after this. So we will talk to you then. Bye for now. Turning your father into a jack-in-the-box.